When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't adjust your sets. Don't adjust you your sets. To. You might want to. This is not the Garden Report featuring Mike Cadlick. It is no, a no. post-game show. Um, good news, bad news. Bad news is you've got me and Jimmy talking uh, Patriots. The good news is it's, it's the last time we're going to do it all year um, because the Patriots have been eliminated um, from the postseason. Uh, because of their loss, they were win and in. Um, obviously, John. they didn't do that. Yeah. When you when you see me like how you do in the situation, this is like when Shaughnessy shows up in the in the locker room. Like you know something went wrong. Like Something's I shouldn't wrong. be here. Something's yeah. wrong. Like Shaughnessy starts poking his head around. You know that like there's there's something going on. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Everyone's looking at him like what what's this what's this yeah, asshole what's gonna, gonna say? What's yep. this guy doing start? here? Why are things start? different now? <laughs> All the players know that like, everyone's got like the headshots of, of media guys to be wary of. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, what are we going to do? We'll talk some about the game. The game very much kind of a, a microcosm of the season. Um, they did some things that would make you think, oh, this team might be good. And then they did a series of things that are like, this doesn't resemble any Belichick coach team I've ever seen in my life before. Mm-hmm. Um, you see good things from Mac. You see bad things from Mac. You see good play calls. You see some really puzzling shit as well. Oh. Um, and therein is the Patriots season in a nutshell. Really hard to put your finger on it. You almost wish they crashed and burned down the stretch in a more spectacular way. That way you could just kind of rage tweet your way through the offseason and wait for massive changes. But you're kind of stuck in this, I don't know how bad it is sort of situation uh, and, you know, what's needed and what there is there. Uh, But they're kind of you're in that bad spot, guys. You're dead in the middle. Right. Uh, Which is the last place you want to be in the world. Not really a serious contender. Even if you make it to the playoffs, you're not really expecting to do anything there uh, or just out picking somewhere around 18, 19, 20 in the draft. And that sucks, too. Tough. So there you are. That's where they are. That's where we're at. And here we are with the season. Let's start with the game. Obviously, you have the emotional moment with the Hamlin thing. We could go around the horn and everyone can say how awesome it was, but we all know it was awesome. Let's get to the classic We can, we can, you. We can classic circle back. We, we, it, it was awesome. But also, it's, at that moment, did you think, oh, my God, this is going to be 100 to nothing? Well, it was an indictment. It, it, at first, it was like, okay, this is supernatural. This is outstanding. And it was. But then they do the same thing in the second half, and it's like, okay, maybe the special teams just sucks on this team, and that's exactly what they do. They've had the worst special team season I've ever seen under Bill Belichick, a team that continuously prides themselves on three phases of football, doing the little things right, winning in the margins, and then they let up two kick return touchdowns that basically seals the game because they lose by, what was it, 12. So, yeah, look, if there's one thing that I can say, it's that I think Joe Judge still has a spot on this coaching staff, and it's on special teams because maybe maybe on kickoffs. Mike, if you, you have a spot, well, <laughs> you, have a, you have a job on special teams. Honestly, want. Joe Judge might kick off uh, next year, <laughs> right? But I mean, it, look, it's like it's like Cam Accord. I mean, he's got to go, right? It, it was horrendous on special teams all season, and Joe Judge is here. And he might not have any other choice because they should reshuffle this offensive coaching staff. So, I mean, put Joe Judge on the, on the special teams if you have I know, but it's it like, a train wreck again. what are you going to get mad at? The only reason those kickoffs were returned for touchdowns is because you've got friggin', you know, because Jake Bailey didn't want to rehab or whatever the hell happened there. Yeah, that's I mean, another story. Huh? Of course, right. coverage is one thing. That's fine. But literally, when you don't, when 93% of t- kicks go into the end zone, you're really out of right. practice with that kind of stuff. I mean, but like, it's like, just like the Patriots season, you got a noodle arm quarterback and a noodle-legged kicker. Is that a thing? Um, can you have a noodle Seems leg? Like uh, noodle brain coaching staff. <laughs> noodle brain. Everything. Everything's coming up noodles. This is the New England noodles. noodles. This is the New England noodles, man. This is everything's coming up noodles here. Well, I'll, I'll say I'll say this. Yeah, I mean, it. the special teams was obviously horrible today from the you know def- from the defensive side of things. It's been pretty bad all damn year. The special teams, is, I think it's one of the worst coached special teams under Belichick history. You know, it's good. Am I getting muted here? Accident. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. 
I was like, damn, I see something wrong already. Um, no, I just think it's been such a frustrating year for that special teams unit. We know about the punt return touchdown against the Jets, and that was that was nice. But overall, frustrating season. Um, a lot of, you know, I think mistakes, a lot of yards given up. And Belichick used to hang his hat on special teams. Um, that used to be the thing that he used to say, you got to be strong in all three phases of the game. And, you know, of course, the, the major thing everyone's going to talk about, and rightfully so, is the offensive play calling this year. And that's the first thing they should address. But this game was lost because of the special teams today. I thought the Patriots outplayed the Bills in the first half. Um, they should totally. have been lead, they should have been leading that game. I think everyone would agree there. And it was anybody's game in the second half. But you, you, you freaking give up that, that second kick return. I mean, that's unacceptable. I don't care what the reasons behind it are. You got one job on special teams if you're that unit. You're all going for the same guy, damn it. Okay? Like, somebody get there. So... That's one thing they're going to address. And then Cam Accord, he might not even take the team flight home. I'd be surprised if they let him on. Uh, Patricia's another story. I, I mean, I, I got to go back to this other play that I texted you about, John. Second and 20, you're, you're, you know, you just got to, you're, you're, you're getting close to scoring here and maybe putting a run for it. And Patricia calls a draw play. Okay, so you go from second and 20, you're calling a draw play. You get a yard out of it. You got a third and 19. And... Obviously, everyone knows you've you got to go for the first. I don't think they needed to throw a home run pass there. It's four-down territory at that point anyways. But for whatever reason, again, whether it was play calling or not, you know, Patricia or, um, excuse me, Mac throws an interception in the end zone. But Patricia kind of put him in that situation. So when everyone bitches and moans about Mac's demeanor out there, he's probably scratching his head as to why the F are we doing a draw play on second and 20? Um you know, maybe maybe they thought they could catch the Bills thinking that they were definitely going to throw it, but come on. I mean, that's the type of play call that loses you games, and in this case, that not knocked you out of the season. So these yeah. are the things that fans yeah. are going to remember, and it's it, again, it's not just tonight. It's been all season long. We've been questioning the same things with this team, and I'll, this is going to be this is going to hurt to say, but if you're a real Patriots fan, you kind of needed them to lose this game if you want to see real change happen. You, you you gotta almost so you gotta almost have to deal with the consequences before you kind of needed happens. them to lose more games for it to be kind you of you did like, but um, you definitely didn't need them to make the playoffs you you wanted them you wanted to burn this village in order to save it I think and and, right. and a more spectacular end to the year but you know to their credit they actually you know a lot of times you thought they were down they came back and surprised you I would agree uh, just as many times as they kind of gave stuff away um, there's a few times where you thought both they turned the corner. Uh, and then have them puke all over themselves, and other times where you're like, "This ship's sinking right now," and that they kind of pulled, you know, pulled it together. I didn't expect them to play as well as they played today. Mistakes aside, uh, Mike Cadlick is back. Uh, he was borrowing Josue Pavone's Wi-Fi, but he's good now. Um, so he's uh, he's here. So let's just break down this game, and this is really frustrating because, I mean, you know, you can really it really boils down to. There's two things I want to talk about for this game. One, the, the special teams breakdowns are what they are. Game boils down to basically sure. three plays. The two kickoff returns and then, you know, getting the Bills second and 23 and then third and 10 and allowing that 50-yard uh, digs touchdown. I mean, those are three scores right there on three long ones where you're playing they them basically. They have 42-yard touchdown too. Yeah, you're, you're, you're punch for punch pretty much from the line of scrimmage in terms of how you're playing them, and you give up those massive plays. Number two is this. Where you're stuck with this team and where people have been kind of just killing themselves all year. We want Mac to throw the ball. We want him to press it downfield. We want to take some risks. Oh, my God, Mac has to be more careful with the ball. He can't throw jump balls to Nelson Aguilar like that. And look at those interceptions. There's the back and forth. What do you guys want to – what do you want to see? Because I always like this version of Mac – because I don't think you can go anywhere with the other one. Um, and I don't think the Patriots offense was good enough to kind of 17 play their way down the field for touchdown drives, as was evidenced by just how they played all year. So you do want to see them put some pressure on the defense. Uh, and they did today. Uh, but then also it resulted in, uh, you know, some questionable decisions and some interceptions, which ultimately ended up killing them. So, Mike, what do you think? I mean, the Nelson Aguilar play was just why it's like why are you throwing why? a jump ball why, why are you call a it jump ball to Aguilar with Tredavious White on him too it's like why call the play why make the decision to throw it there could be a Mac Jones decision right but that could also be for some reason Patricia in his ear being like look let's throw it out here and see what we got for whatever reason sure sure but it, 
it's it's almost like I want to dumb it down to something as simple as they have enough pieces on offense that it's this like it's got to be an offensive coaching staff change in the offseason because like you said Mac played okay today. I thought he played well for the circumstances he was put in. And as far as the jump ball to Aguilar, crazy play call, crazy decision. And I mean the throw to Hunter Henry that was ended up intercepted, they're at third and 19 and you kind of have to take a shot anyway with the season on the line. So the interceptions today weren't Max's fault. I thought he played okay. I still think he deserves another chance in this system with hmm. somebody else calling the shots on offense. I don't think it's let's run away from Mac Jones right now this instant, but uh, things certainly need to change because, I mean, the entire season wasn't good enough. And you're right, that's really where it came down to on offense is just a couple bad plays that, you know, really turned the entire game on its head. So it's tough for me to say, like, whether or not Mac there's another chance and I think he probably ultimately will get one yeah it just sucks because they went all year with this like Fugazi coaching staff that like nobody knew what the hell was going on it seemed like a lot of times the players didn't know what was going on whether it was something you heard from Bourne whether it was the stuff about Mac it didn't seem like anybody trusted from the top down what was what was coming their way and there was certainly it looked like there'd be and I'm not in the in the locker room so I I can't really say for sure but I feel like there was some level of a disconnect between the players and coaches this year whether that was you know all internal or whether that was what they were hearing from outside media and blah 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 and it was getting to their head for whatever the reason it just felt like they weren't a cohesive uh you know cohesive from from coaching staff right. to players so and it showed on the field. It really did. I mean, and as far as the offensive talent goes, Mike, maybe you're seeing something that I'm not. I, I don't see many talented players at all in this offense. Right. I mean, I feel like everybody's very extremely replaceable if from the quarterback. If you change them all out, would anybody care? Is there anybody no. at home would be like, I can't believe you got rid of our entire offense. And no. I'm talking five new offensive linemen and entirely new skill position players. Would anybody blink? Could you do worse? Could it might actually do- happen. <laughs> I mean, they're no. What I push back on that because they're gonna get they're gonna get rid of Jacoby Myers and it's gonna be a mistake. Myers is what? Thornton, it would be a mistake well, if they don't sign another wide receiver and they have to throw a, a you know a cornerback at the position. Jacoby Myers is supposed to be your number three option. The problem with this team number is he's three, been there. No, a number two. A number. I'll give you a number Says two. Who? Number three. Jalen Waddle is a number two. Like, yeah, what you, are we talking? The, the good teams out here, the good offenses, Chiefs aside, because Mahomes is a freak of nature, their number twos and their threes are dynamic guys who can beat you in a lot of different ways, not possession receivers. You know, it's totally different. Like, he's okay, a nice— Miami's a different beast with a number two. You can't call... Jalen Waddle's a number one across the league, though. He's a number yeah, two. That, no, I understand, but right? most teams have but, more, have right. way more weapons than where Jacoby Myers would be considered a number two on their team. He's a nice security blanket guy who will get you some possession stuff. They're not even I mean, close in terms of You can of name 50 wide receivers probably easily. I mean, if you gave me a list, I mean, Jacoby Myers is probably not in the top 50. Right. Is he? <laughs> right. So there you go. Yeah, 50 is a stretch. That's a lot. Of, he's good, guys. You he's see good. our he point, though. Game and Matt our point is this. I do see your point. But I also would like to see a guy like Kendrick Bourne given an actual opportunity to play well, football this season. And you could see what he could bring because – Whenever they, whenever they gave him the chance to, you know, make a play, he did. So Let me ask you this. Doghouse with, so why yeah. didn't they? Well, here's the risk, though. Here's the risk of what you guys are talking about, what Jimmy mentioned. I'll put it back to you guys with this question. Let's – everyone points to – you know, this is almost kind of two-pronged question. Everyone points to coaching. They didn't give him a chance, didn't give him a chance, blah, 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 blah. I think everyone agrees. They bring in new personnel. Maybe. That's not even a guarantee. But let's just say that they do. Um, the two questions is, one – why in the F did you think what you did last year was going to work in the first place? Throwing away a year like this in development is a fireable sin in most circles to make such egregious uh, decisions for, uh, that were so out of line with what most people thought would have been conventional thinking. Um, but number two, what happens if you replace all the coaching staff, your savior Bill O'Brien runs through, walks through that door, and he's here, and, and then you have a really mediocre offense with the same mediocre people, and you're like, uh-oh, it was both, you know? Because, like, I don't want to say it's one thing. You should always be looking to get better at everything, even if you are already good. I'm not looking at this group of players and saying, yeah, run it back, just new coaches, we should be good. I don't think that that's something that you can do. No, they certainly need to make changes, especially, like you Didn't said, they just the run it back? Across the offense. What, what's that? They just kind of did run it back on they, offense. Yeah, they got, they, they got they Devontae worse. Parker, who they... Yeah, they who I actually like. I actually like... 
Devontae Parker. He he made some plays today. He had come off a concussion, so he, he hadn't played the last few weeks. Today was his best game probably as a Patriot. But, again, you need to make changes on the offensive line. Um, you maybe go and get another wide receiver. Um, the well, tight end gonna... situation has ended oh. up being a disaster because you signed these guys, Henry and Jonu Smith, right? And two, two of the top tight ends in the league at the time of signing, and they've just been a train wreck here. And whether that's because – they were poorly sought after as far as they're not actually that good at the position or they're just not being coached up right. That kind of remains to be seen because it hasn't really been there at all for them. But that's another position where you might have to go back, you know, whether it's through the draft or whether it's free agency, but that's a, a position you've basically thrown away now too. So, no, it's not only coaching. They definitely need to make changes with personnel, but I don't think they're that far away personnel-wise. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On the defense, the defense, the reason that they're even in playoff contention is because right. of their defense. Oh, their offense, their offense from Mac on down is 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 dra- they're dragging their offense behind them. It's just like a ball and chain situation right now. Right. So they have huge undertaking this offseason, and I don't know where they're going to start. What if they want to bring Bill O'Brien back? That's probably most likely because at this point in Belichick's career, it feels like he doesn't really even trust anybody other than the people that has been like in his circle for his the last 20 years right. so i don't yep. expect this new hot shot offensive lineman with all these new ideas to come in and, and turn the offense upside down so i wouldn't be i don't think anybody would be surprised the rumors are already out there that it's going to happen um you know, he can probably move patricia to another uh you know title that is going to feel like he was relieved of his duties yeah. exactly right and and on and on we can go with with the with the semantics of it all but the bottom line is, and Belichick always says it, the players are the ones who go out there and play the game. So, yeah, it's going to come down to what type of a talent, but, what, kind, what kind of talent can they put on the field? And Belichick's responsible for that, too, because he's had con- complete control over this roster for years. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. For the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. So what's the goal? And here's the problem. And again, this is where being stuck in the middle is worse than being a terrible team. And this is where, this is why fans are so quick, particularly fans like fans of the Patriots who are so used to success. Uh, You know, we're spoiled and spoiled isn't a bad thing, but there really is no point to spend any time in the middle. Again, if you make some tweaks, bring in some personnel, return some others, fix the coaching, what's the ceiling? First round exit? Second round, like, what's the true ceiling with this team and Mac as a quarterback? The reality is, the longer you try to kind of put band-aids on what is clearly a flawed roster with a quarterback that's probably not that dude, um, you're going to get further from your goal rather than closer to it. You know, at some point or another, you do have to detonate or get really lucky or have a bunch of things go your way. A phenomenal draft, a couple of massive free agent signings or, and ones that are kind of at value, um, you know, a surprising out of nowhere uh, evolution of a player or two on your current roster that takes a massive leap. A lot of things have to happen for them to even whisper kind of, you know, AFC elite status and being able to reasonably go in and compete with the big dogs uh, in this conference at all. So what are you trying to do? Like, what are you hoping for here? What are you, what are you hoping for next? You know, that's like, the kind of thing is like, I mean, you're kind of is... stuck here. You could have made the playoffs and you could have felt good about making the playoffs. And then you could 
say there's still some stuff here. There's things to work with. It's possible, but a lot, a lot, a lot has to happen. You're entering, forget, I mean, everyone's going to be like, I don't know if Max the guy, they need more weapons, blah, 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 blah. But you're actually, you're entering next season with like no tackles, offensive tackles right. and question mark, like Old zero strategy. and question marks <laughs> at center and guard. Like the entire line might need to be replaced. Like you're, I mean, you're in, Big trouble. There's a lot of uh, a lot a lot of stuff you have to do just to fix like the basic things. Let alone, you know, do you have that guy? You know, who can you know who can be that guy there? There's so many issues right now. Wait, yeah. Well, you look at. I mean, today looked like it was the last game for Slater and McCourty. But I mean, a guy like like you said, the whole line. You don't know what David Andrews is going to do. He seems like a baller for yeah. his entire his entire career. He's been he's awesome. Kinda... Everyone loves David Andrews, right? But he goes out there and fights, right? But I mean, who knows if he's you know what. If he's done, he could, his body could be toast right now too. So you just never know. That could be a situation. But as far as like the stealing, I mean, last year was a first round exit team, right? So I think this is really the make or break year you get you have for Mac. And I said it before too, but this is the year where you have to decide on you know the fifth year option. And if you bring in a guy like you know like you said Jimmy with Bill O'Brien, or I mean the name I keep going to is Cliff Kingsbury because I, I don't know. I, I think that would be a phenomenal hire for the Patriots. Kingsbury. Huh? Kingsbury. His eyes like this and sweating, and he's like, is as Kyler going to yell at me? Yeah. As an offensive coordinator, 100% he can Matt call will eat offense. him up. Yeah, maybe, but it would be pretty good. You know, get a little more fiery <laughs> Mac. But, no, they, they'd yell at each other, too. It would be good. But, again, I still – I've seen enough from Mac with the – Kingsbury. Off, oh, my God. The that, awful that the, incompetence. That might be the worst coaching staff after the Patriots is the, is the Cardinals this year. He's not a great head coach, but he's a good offensive play caller. You Maybe. saw it in college. You saw, I, I do. I think that's. I think that might be a better hire than O'Brien as far as talented Maybe. offensive coordinators. I want to go get that like high school guy who's like doing shit that everyone's gonna imitate <laughs> yeah. in like right. in like ten years and and just be ahead of the curve. What? Why is why was Bill why is Bill Belichick and the Patriots been so successful? They've been miles ahead of the curve on so many different things in terms of the direction that the league was going, being able to find value yeah. in positions and players that others right. wouldn't. They they'd used go to find three, guys four, that, and then the league yeah. would finally go three, four, and then they'd go four, Sucka! three. <laughs> you, know, you had like those Mike Vrabel type players were considered guys without a position because they didn't true. And then they were like, no, I want all of those guys. The yellow, you know, and then everyone started getting those guys and they're like, now nah, we're going to pivot. Now we're going to play safeties as linebackers. Now we're going to go heavy. We're right, going to prioritize right. cornerbacks over pass. Tight ends. We're going to get slot receivers, receivers that you can't cover. We're going to get tight right. ends because they're cheaper than receivers. So far, so freaking far we're ahead. We're going to pay tight. We're going to pay wide receivers tight end money. Paying like, paying X dollars to this position in free right. agency is a loser's proposition. They're miles ahead of everybody. It's time to be miles ahead again. Whatever well, yeah. it is, figure it out gone. and do it. This the, everything that they're doing right now is regressive. You know, like bringing back these old names, running old concepts, basic stuff. You know, uh, these retread coaches who aren't you know uh, coaching out of position. A really really strange year in Foxborough throughout. And, you know, work year. I'm, honestly, I'm saying a merciful ending at this point sure they could have gone back to missing the playoffs maybe they could have gone back to buffalo and you'll see what happens if they were competitive today beat the bills in buffalo yeah you'd feel okay about them returning there again but you you know who these guys are ultimately it's not going anywhere so you know it's just eyes on the future and that's i think i mean i think people have had eyes on their future guys all season long i just don't think anyone's got like a number one solution because it's like there's so many things you need I mean the defense. The defense is fine, but the offense. And again, you look at it as far as missing the playoffs. You don't know what what would go on behind the scenes if they made it and Belichick walks into Kraft's office and say, "I made the playoffs again." Like I'm gonna, I want my Drickett buddies to have the headphones again because that's basically what it was with Patricia and Judge, right? So I think they're better off missing the postseason because there's this real, hopefully, ultimatum where look, we need to change something on offense or else maybe Bill Belichick is on the hot seat again. And like you said earlier, John, it's a position where. 99 out of 100 coaches would be fired after what happened this season. But Bill Belichick still has that leash. I think the leash is as long as it's possibly going to get right now. So, Well, you know what? He'll never be fired. I've always said it ends the right. same way. <laughs> it ends the same way. Uh, Kraft goes to him and says, 
like you're the best in the world, but you need some help. Are you willing to accept it? And that might be. I think somebody's... that's now. I think that's right. That's now. now. That's, that's been. I, yeah, I thought correct. it was happening. It, it kind of might have sort of had. That's why I was shocked they did what they did this year. But right. I do think making the playoffs that one year kind of gave Kraft the feeling that like okay, upward trajectory. And then what happened this offseason? Quarterback, right? You right. know, uh, with everything around it and the coaches and what they did, and then you know, two kind of you know out of nowhere draft picks, off the board draft picks early. And just like, I'm doing it my way. Mm-hmm. I think it's that time where Kraft walks in and says, we, we need outside voices. We need outside coaches. You need personnel people who can really help us kind of get out of this thing because we're really fixated and we're stuck in a bit of a rut here. You're the best coach who's ever coached in any sport, period, and that's what we want you to do. Can we take some of the burden off you, Bill? Will you accept some help? And Bill's either going to say, no, I do it my way and leave me the F alone. And then you've got a problem or he's going to say, yes, uh, that's what's going to be the most interesting thing here. With well, this also offseason. like Kraft is also getting up there I'm talking about Robert Kraft. So at some point, like when does he sort of hand over some of the decision making or has he already behind the scenes? And what's the relationship between Jonathan Kraft and Bill Belichick? Obviously, that one's probably stranger. Then, I think uh, Jonathan hates Bill with uh, the well, fire of I, a thousand I, I sons, didn't want to say that. That's why I just used the word stranger. <laughs> um, that, that's going to be something to look at, too. I mean, which one's going to sort of step down from their the role we know them in first? And I think we're all, you know, there's a f- fin- finite ending to to this, right? And, and certainly, don't get me started on the Brady ending, but that was kind of the beginning of the end, I think, for this run this magical run here and this is the quote-unquote rebuild now they they the difference is they didn't want to really do a full blow it up rebuild i mean they actually thought mac was going to help them compete contend and then they drafted you know they got sorry did i say mac i meant cam um when they signed cam then they draft mac I, i think a lot of people were split on that decision i don't even know if belichick wanted to make that pick there was a lot of talk that maybe he didn't but he did because he was there and because they needed people, a quarterback and right other people were saying you know other people i don't know if people higher up were saying to do it and so that relationship could be a little iffy as well um but they're definitely at a crossroads right now and you're right this feels like next year it almost feels like mac played just well enough where he might deserve a crack at it now does that mean the patriots might not go sign some guy on a one-year prove-it deal and, and see if they can fight it out in camp maybe i mean a lot of people in the comments are saying jimmy g jimmy g I don't think Jimmy G comes here without a guarantee that he's starting, obviously. Um, but he might there be relatively are, expensive too at that point. Right. There are players. Still have other suitors. Yeah, there there are I mean, dude, there were so many I mean, I think this, I heard this year was a record for starting quarterbacks. Um, the most starting quarterbacks in, right. in one season of all time. So there's yeah. opportunities out there for these guys. Um Max certainly hasn't played well enough where it's like, this is my job and like nobody would dare come here and take it from me. Um, but you also have to look at the quote-unquote weapons that he's had to throw in with, the play calling, um, you know, are they putting him in a position to succeed with the the way the offense is sort of being run? So it's hard to, like, where do you place the blame? I think we're all wondering, like, where does the blame pie lie? And, John, we like to play blame pie uh, when yep. it comes to the Celtics. I don't even know where I would dish out the blame with this Patriots team. It's it's all over the place. Right. Yeah. Is it Mac? Yeah. Is it the lack of weapons? Is it the coaching staff? Is it Bill? Is it – you know, is it? It all starts and ends know, with like, Bill. It's just a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, I mean, of course, look, but at the end of the day, when you make, let's say we already decision, know that, right? You make every decision. You get a lot of credit. You get a lot of blame. I mean, he, they're here. This is his team that he put on the field. These are his coaches. It's obviously him. You know, like. Uh, it's his his team that's out there that's not prepared for situations. It's his team taking dumb penalties. It's his coaches making horrible uh, play call decisions. You know, like, yeah, they can't run the ball. They can't catch the ball. But so much of what we saw during the course of the year is schematic. I mean, how many, like, really outstanding Patriots analysts out there are showing clips up there? You have Lazar, Bedard, you know, all of these guys, Callahan, uh, you know, just showing Patriots running Phil. routes. Well, yeah, Phil, where the, where the receivers are running into each other, where the receivers right. aren't making breaks when Mac is done with his drop, where he has to wait mm-hmm. for them to turn their heads to get rid of the ball, where the timing is completely off, where you're flooding certain areas of the field with receivers. I mean, some really, like, rudimentary stuff that they're messing up here. It really felt just kind of like, 
I don't know. I'm just, I've never done this before, but I, sure, I'll give it a shot. And then they right. just kind of kept letting him do it. So I'm curious, people in the chat, are you mad? Are you sad? Are you hopeful? I'm not really sure. Like, I'm not sure what, what, what's the feeling, guys, right now with this team heading into the offseason. Offseasons are supposed to be about, okay, great, chance to reset if we just blank, blank, and blank. But I, I, with this team, I don't know. It feels kind of like, I don't want to say hopeless, but a little bit of despair just with the with the with the current state of things. I mean, you talk about that route spacing again as we wait for the, you know the chat to fire up. Yeah. But the route spacing, not only did they not be were they not able to run plays in those situations a few weeks ago, they literally got two guys hurt. Henry and Smith run into each other, and Henry's out for the game. And then Johnu and Kendrick Bourne run into each other, and Johnu gets a concussion. He's out for the game. So like. Yeah. You're not just running poor offense. You're literally getting your guys hurt on the field because you can't call an offense correctly. It was yeah. it was a disaster this season. And I think that's – you talk about blame pie. It starts and ends with Belichick. And to his credit, I guess, he fully took the blame on it this year. Every time he was asked about it, he said it, it starts with me. But, yeah, it's that. He's and it's Consistent it's, in that, for sure. Yeah, right. But I, not that, you know, good for him. Like, give him his – Right. Yeah, sure. Know, kudos, whatever. It's still, it's still a problem, but – yeah, it's it starts with coaching. I've I've said it all year. I've said it since week three when Mac was throwing three interceptions against the Ravens, and it's like, okay, yeah, Mac's not built to throw the ball around the around the yard like Josh Allen, but they were trying to do that anyway to start the season, and then they completely flip it on its head when Zappy's in, and then Mac comes back and they change it again. It's like there's no consistency. Nobody really knows what they're doing, and they're just basically yeah. giving Matt Patricia a headset and saying, here, go go play Madden. It's it's ridiculous. That's interesting. First, zap, first zappy reference of the of the show, and I hate that it was me we're because doing, I can't stand every time I see zappy. On we're my doing the wind horse over the zappy comment. So that's <laughs> interesting that? point that you make. We were just talking about <laughs> camp competition here. What if the Patriots oh, the quarterback? What if the Patriots made a very interesting move? In Curious. Yeah. <laughs> no, but really though, I mean the zappy stuff isn't going to go away. Like as long as much as you might want, it. I think it's only going to get louder. To be honest, I mean, especially when they go into off season, you know, training camp, the whole nine yards. Right. People are actually going to be considering this a competition. I think that's fair, and I think that's they have every right to. If the Patriots don't go after a, a free agent this year, they don't draft anybody, which I don't think we expect them to. Right. It's going to be Mac and Zappy take two in terms. I think he's a good backup quarterback. I think he's a good backup quarterback. A lot of people think Mac's a good backup quarterback, too. Yeah, right. I just, no, I, I, I won't give up on Mac yet after this year because it's, I don't I'm not I asking you to give up on him. But don't you I think, don't, so you think no. that they, they used to think that, that Mac should just be given the keys to week one next season. No competition, nothing. It doesn't matter how he looks or how good Zappy looks. Well, so here's, well, where, talking, it com- here's where it comes down to. Get, I don't think it's yeah. a Zappy question. It's more a, it's more a question of, it's, it's more a question of, are you going to actively seek to find someone else? That's the question. Do you go, do you make your Jimmy G play? Do you sniff around at Derek Carr? Which I think is silly because even Derek those Carr guys. Derek is just Mac but expensive. I think they're all silly because they are, they're mediocre quarterbacks that are expensive. But, right. but if you, you know, think that you're there though, and you're a quarterback away, Carr gives you a better chance to win. Maybe. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. And Maybe. it just takes away from your cap. But so he's much. probably going to cost you $28 million. No, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, the cap question is, yeah. That, that it, makes so you've know. got problems there. So one, you have to decide if you're in or out. And this is the problem. This is kind of that the year three load up, you know, where you got to figure out if your guy is the guy and you've got that money and you've got the quarterback on the rookie deal. And you're like, all right, here's the year I'm going to spend money. And they're in that position. They do have some money coming off the books. They've got some shit that on their cap, like John, who's got 26 in debt, 26 million in dead cap. They can't get rid of that, but you can clear Aguilar. You can clear Henry. You can clear some stuff and kind of have some money to play with here, which should allow you to kind of go hard and invest in things that you can kind of keep as building as centerpieces going forward while you still have your quarterback and your rookie deal you see that happen a lot in year three but you got to commit to that quarterback before Mm -hmm. deciding that you're going to spend all of this capital and then realize i don't like this guy anymore and now you're stuck with no quarterback at all and all this expensive stuff and you can't do anything with it because there's nobody to throw them the ball so the commitment to mac is the issue it's easier to stick to stick it out Yeah, what comes first but i would agree some level of competition is possible i just see it coming in the form of a third round draft pick as opposed to like you know 
um, you know, going out or a, a veteran in camp, you know, Baker uh, Whatever, or a Baker, or a retread. <laughs> no, but you're right. right. I mean, there's story. You know the story with Belichick. He was ready to kind of Mike Ditka the draft and give a whole bunch of shit to move up to get Baker that year. Right. Um, so, you know, you always wonder like these guys, these flameouts that Belichick, you know, liked, didn't get a shot at, saw them flame out somewhere. Is he going to think he can fix them? I think Baker Mayfield's an extremely intriguing option, only because we know Bill liked oh my him. Because I think. Not because I think he's good. Would be a blast. Clip but it'd that. be fun. But yes, could you bring uh, Mayfield, uh, Darnold, uh, one of those guys time. in there potentially? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I don't see a world in which they like flat out like. Hey, here's the other scenario. Do you have someone like Josh McDaniels that says I can fix Mac Jones? That's my sneaky destination. If the Pats are giving up on Mac, my sneaky destination is uh, is he's the next Raiders quarterback. Um, I've thought of that too. Uh, yeah. I, just saying, is there a team out there that thinks I loved this guy and I'm and I, I will absolutely take a shot and willing to do it and the and the Patriots go reset? Absolutely possible, but they got to make that decision early. You know, once you get through all of the process, you have to basically know right now whether you, whether you want Mac to be the guy or not, or they got to make that decision kind of early in the off season because it's going to shape their entire off season if they're going to go in another direction. Max trade See, value was also so much higher a year ago. After coming off, the it was, but I mean, look at what Darnold. Look at what Darnold got after yeah, three failed fair. years. He got you a second, a fourth, and a sixth. Right. You know, I don't think that when you saw him have one year of success, I still think there's value, and I still think there's teams out there that think absolutely this guy could be my guy. Because there's look at the as Jimmy mentioned the amount of quarterbacks this year that people went through. Some teams were just in the bottomless pit this year i've of never qu- heard of, of quarterback of hell mac jones would be a freaking <laughs> dream skyler to thompson of- qualified for the playoffs today oh yeah right you almost dude you almost need two like very capable quarterbacks per team now and because the i don't know these guys are dropping like flies for whatever mm-hmm. reason and you don't want the whole thing to go up and smoke over that right i mean if you build a championship contending team Obviously, you have a stud quarterback, but you don't want to have somebody that's just going to be a massive, massive drop-off from that. So, um, yeah. All right, yeah. so as we, as we talk this through, and we, I've, I've clearly been much more um, in the opinion that the Patriots are closer than you guys think to being contenders. Sure. Again. Have we I've changed that down, opinion? Because we do that to people. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to it. And I, I, I usually I bully people out of it. Sticky, sticky note, note four-step plan for the Patriots to be an AFC contender okay. again. Okay, you bring in an offensive. You bring in an offensive coordinator that's not Matt Patricia. Why don't we share Call screen? Bill O'Brien. Well, he's not a. Note. He's not an offensive coordinator, so that that's a start. Any right. offensive coordinator will do. Jimmy First holds stuff pick. up to the camera. By the way, that's how we do it on the Garden Report. <laughs> I do that. He literally <laughs> does. He's like, look per- at my perfect. sticky note. Oh, I like yep. that. Hold, exactly hold on, Here we go. Did. Let's see it. I'm going to give you full screen. Yeah, we can kind of <laughs> see it. Okay. No, a little fine. bit closer. Offensive coordinator. So bad. Offensive coordinator. Use a shoppie. First round, yeah, I know it's a, it's a big ten. First, <laughs> first round tackle, okay, is number two. You get a guy who can sure up the line. You, you hope that David Andrews comes back, but first round tackle, okay. You you bring in an offensive weapon with your cap space that's going to fill up or open up a guy like is this, Jerry. Is this Judy. step three? Yes, this is now step three. Okay, you bring in a what offensive weapon like a wideout? Yeah, offensive so, weapon, wide receiver, a legit okay. number one. That's not a Devonte Parker, who's a retread number one, a true number one. And then you change up the special teams coordinator to Joe Judge, and you get that entire section of the yeah. of the team cleared up. Step That's a four-step four, plan really that makes good, you better. Step four, really good scotch. Yeah, and that that, that makes sense. <laughs> That's that works. You're bringing an offensive coordinator that gets Mac back on track. You bring a tackle that can protect him again. It's all it's it's mostly offensive because the defense is fine where it is right now, and you it, you might need a boundary cornerback as well because. So that's what's crazy is. Um, as bad a misfire as, as, as Bill was on both drafting offensive skill position players, and of course, the running backs have been fine, but every running back is fine, so let's not oversell. Uh, yeah, running backs uh, are the most repaid. Ramondre, and I love Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. I think he is really good, but you're finding those types of guys every year all over yep. the draft. Okay, so let's put those in a bucket. Obviously, your receivers, the two tight ends you drafted who didn't play a, basically didn't play a snap for you, the two tight ends you paid a ton of money to to bring in here and revamp your offense completely, Nelson Aguilar, who did absolutely nothing. You never figured out. Not only they didn't Tyler. do anything, 
anything. You never figured out what you got them for, which was the most perplexing thing. Usually when Bill goes and gets a guy, he's like, this guy fits here, and they're going to do exactly this, which they weren't doing there, and I'm going to unlock their potential. And he didn't. they never used any of these guys the way you would expect that they would be used. Um, you know, Thornton, Strange, blah, 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 and this and that. Uh, you know, that's been a mess. But the defense, like... Everyone thought he was crazy about J.C. Jack. So this is where Bill still got us a little bit, right? right. Everyone's like, he's crazy. J.C. Jackson, they don't have a number one. They don't even have a number two. And then Jalen Mills throughout camp is locking down friggin' everybody. And then the Joneses start to look really good. And then X, Y, and Z, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're really good there. The defensive backfield right. is actually a strength of this team. not a. And then the pass rush, which outside of Judon, you didn't know what you had, was awesome. It was relentless all year. So... There's some hits there. You're right. It's actually pretty uh, heartening, not to say to not touch the defense, but you don't have to do a lot to be competitive defensively. So that is a big, you know, when we look at the problems, the reason they look so vast is because they're all on one side of the ball. Right. You know, I mean, sure, you can, you can upgrade a couple spots for sure um, here. And uh, guys, thank you very much, by the way. We appreciate the super chat here. Um, How about the one under that? He did close the season, yeah. No, the chat, the message. Oh, this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mert, Merton Hanks, is that what it is? Uh, let me see. M. Harks? Yeah. M. Yeah, anyway. That but could yeah, you're technically right. be me, Jimmy. That could technically be me because you guys are often together, so I technically could be the new guy in this situation. No, I'm definitely the one. No, 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 it's me. It's always me. It's always me. <laughs> We're all whiny because they suck. They suck hey, this year. Yeah, We're all whiny. Why, why is this guy whining? Hey, I'm sorry. The Harks Patriots didn't make the playoffs. Yay! 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 expecting yay. Uh, balloons, I guess. <laughs> My bad. I should have came prepared for this party. I didn't. I didn't come with gifts. Missed the playoffs two out of three years. Yay! If you think I'm whiny on this show, come hang out after a uh, after a Celtics. Loss. After the Celtics lose by forty to OKC. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but I'm, go ahead, Mike. You, you were saying. No, well, I was going to say, too, about he's talking about the coaching staff and how much we, we hate what the Patriots did on offense this season. Remember what we were saying a, a season ago about the defensive coaching staff when it was Steve Belichick and everyone was calling out the nepotism on Bill and Gerard Mayo, who they just split it up and they were terrible, yeah. and then Bill came in, whatever. They've completely put those narratives aside this season. They, the two of them right? have been great. Nobody has complained about Steve Belichick once this season, probably because of how bad Patricia was. But, yeah, the, the tongue, that was a... <laughs> I can't even do it. I, I won't do that here on it's camera. So but weird. no, that was yeah. Um, no, no. It's not a thing about Steve Belichick. They were all pretty good. That that was tightened up, and I I'm not surprised if you know Drew Mayo commands a head coach. And that's the thing is, based off of that, Mike, would you not think that Bill might be like, nah, will Matt and Joe Matt and Joe will be good next year? You know, like we'll tighten that up. We'll get it. We'll know what we're doing that's, now. Yeah, would it be that, shocking if he did that? Is all I'm saying. Not do we want that to happen. Would it be shocking? Um, would it be shocking? That's a good question. Like, no, no, but it can't happen. It was so much worse than the de- – the offense this season was so much worse than the defense last season that something's got to give. I think that's a true, like, ultimatum that Robert's going to come in with this season. Like That's, said that's true. But it's, defense was fake good last season. They beat up on some chumps. The reality yeah. was they weren't nearly as good as we thought that they were. Right. Uh, and then it really got that. But they adjusted. They made it adjustments really got bad the after the after the bye. This defense right. was consistently good all the way through, totally. um, you know, uh, and and, uh, and 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 really kept they have them some good competitive. Fun players on the defensive side. Uh, a lot of people asking in the chat, and this is a lot of the uh, you know uh, questioning here. Has Bill lost his mojo? Uh, and again, this is what we were just kind of talking about. You've yeah. seen a lot of misses on the offensive side and some free agent signings um, that didn't pan out, and then obviously the questionable coaching hires. But then you see him basically construct a defense of backfield out of spare parts and have it flourish this year uh, and, and and get a really ferocious pass rush and a, and a D that led the lead, league in takeaways. Um, so he's, he still knows something uh, in terms of personnel management. Uh, there's no question about that. And he's this still coaching up pretty good defensive game plans. He's still coaching up decent defense, good defensive game plans. I don't think he's as ahead of schedule as he used to be, like you mentioned earlier. It's more yeah. so like now you're waiting for them to catch up on things, especially right. offensively. So You like, know what, what, what I think also, and again, I'm not in the locker room. I just wonder if his coaching style doesn't resonate with kids these days as I get on my – I'll be a boomer, boomer John for a second, <laughs> but 
honestly, he's tough, you know. Rotten kids. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously got an old school way of doing things. It works. I don't know if he's, um, maybe he doesn't get through to players as easily as he used to. That isn't to to say that they don't listen or or respect him, but maybe, like, I don't know, players now or, or people today are a little bit different than they were 20 years ago. Now you've got guys like McCourty and Slater who kind of bridge that gap, right, of the players from who have won championships that way with right. that coaching. If those guys are gone, there's really not many guys left on this squad. You talked about David Andrews. Um, really, who's going to sort of carry that torch? I mean, I know there's a couple of great defensive players on the team, um, but when it comes to sort of being the player rep for the coaching staff, yeah. You know, are we getting to that point now where, again, John mentioned it, you know, he wants this hotshot offensive coordinator to come in. I just don't know if that's something that Bill would ever do. You know, yeah. I think he's just got this old school like way Maverick of doing things. Like Maverick Top Gun style, like hot shot. you know, like I want some guy yeah, coming Yeah, like in. obviously like a guy like Kendrick Bourne, like it doesn't seem like he gels with the way that Bill does things. I think we can all agree. And that showed. He didn't get his playing time. When he did play, he's clear. I mean, talent shows on the field. But if you're on the if you're in the doghouse for whatever reason, at the end of the day, you won't be able to show that. Talent. There's a reason for it, right? Yeah. I mean, I look at two the the two suspensions that came in yesterday or two days ago with Jake Bailey and Jack Jones. I mean, Jack Jones, a guy who in college had had his own you know troubles as well. But those guys, those are two guys that are now not going to get two game checks because they were suspended retro to the end of this the end of 2022. So like, if guys see that and be like, look there's a disagreement and we're just going to suspend guys and not play them. That's another thing that you wonder if it doesn't re- obviously doesn't resonate with the team and guys aren't going to, are sort of going to pull away from Bill Belichick in that sense. But let me, I, mean, um, I don't know. There's yeah, go. No, let me fire off a quote from the locker room. Mac Jones caught a lot of shit, obviously over the last, um, over the last, uh, several, uh, weeks for body language for, yeah. um, you know, throwing people under the, Bus, you know, uh, yeah. demonstrative reactions, petulant behavior, all of that stuff. And it's funny because that was some stuff that people talked about early. And then, you know, there's a lot of pushback on like, no, he's just fiery and this and that. Like, look, it is what it is. But obviously, you know, that there was some sort of kind of disconnect between him and the coaching staff and some of the stuff that was going on uh, just now or, you know, a few minutes ago, Mac at the podium. The blame is on me. It's my offense. It's my group of guys. I've learned more than I ever could have imagined in a football season. Just want to be able to build on it. Now, you know, maybe too little too late because it's obviously been clear that he um, had some issues with some of the stuff around him. And people will still, despite the fact that Mac is taking the blame for certain things, uh, be like, nah, it's not his fault. Um, but again, it's nice to see some accountability here in the end because you could go out. I think it helps that he threw, you know, three ill-advised interceptions today, or at least two, because the obviously third you know, one was his fault. Third one's not his fault, but right. you knew the first two were. But that being said, yeah, you know, uh, accountability is important, and that was something people were wondering whether Mac was kind of getting it, uh, even though they really, really, really screwed him this year with the uh, with the coaches. I don't think anybody will disagree with that. So wanted to throw that in. Uh, Mac talking about, you know, you wonder if Mac hears the footsteps too. It's not like, you know, he's dreamed his whole life of being a Patriot. And if he did get traded, he would be heartbroken, but, um, nobody wants a team. Nobody wants to be given up on after two years. I'm pretty sure he knows he didn't have his best year. Um, even if it wasn't, even if he wasn't fully set up for success. Um, and nobody wants to be kind of unloaded after two years as a bust or a failure or, or anything like that. So, it's, he's got to be thinking about, you know, he's going to do some self-reflection, I think, this offseason. Yeah, I think he understands that as far as the Patriot way goes, and if that's even still a thing anymore, he'll, he always, at least at the podium or at his locker, is going to say, it's on me, it's on me, even when it's clearly not his fault. Like uh, mm-hmm. the play where Jacoby Myers threw it back to him. Max said he had to make the tackle, and it's like, Okay, that play was not Mac Jones's fault, but he's always going to shoulder a jet. That's just because that's kind of what he's told to do. And yeah, what well, that was a pretty pathetic attempt, but it was sad. But he wasn't yeah. making. But he wasn't making the tackle. <laughs> he like, legit got It still on. wasn't his fault. I mean, if Chandler Jones is got stepped on, barging head right. ahead of me, I might do the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. So, but again, the demon, you know, the demonstrative yelling and screaming on the sideline, like 
Tom Brady got away with that stuff, but that's because Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Like you don't just come in and kind of get right. away with that stuff. You guys, you got to take your lumps for a while. But I mean, it was it really was it was so bad this season. It it, it wasn't really fair to a guy coming into his second season to surround him with that. Um, so it, I, I see both sides of that. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see both sides. I you know. I'll throw this out as one more Mac-related thing, and then, you know, we'll put a bow on it. And uh, Mike, uh, you know, and uh, and Alex will be coming back with Patriots yeah. Beat this week with a much more comprehensive kind of post-mortem, both on the, you know, the final game and the season. And there's going to be an entire off-season of reflection and looking yep. ahead. And obviously on CLNS Media, you can catch that with, as I mentioned, the Patriots Beat podcast or Greg Bedard Patriots podcast, Andrew Callahan's Pats Interference podcast, um, and all other things that we do to cover the Patriots. It's a the off season starts now. Uh, we're actually about an hour into it, so um, you know. I'll write up. I'll write up this four step plan into a yeah. you know, full analysis. Well, there's going to be off seasons simplified so. in four easy there's, steps. Yeah, there's right. going to be post its exactly, all, Jimmy. That this is the first of many <laughs> post its this season, uh, this off season yeah. for Mike. Um, I yeah. do want to ask this, and I, I I know people hate this question. I'm sure the title chat will light up with like it's not that number thing, but you know. Fine. Mac was put in a bad position this year, but he did come in in the best shape of his, in much better shape physically, which is something that we thought had to happen. In addition to kind of getting NFL battle tested, and he, you know, he started year one, so obviously he gets the jump on that. You expected him to understand things um, a little better in year two. Uh, they screwed him with the coaching. We know that. Take it, put it in a bucket. Physically speaking, though, we were promised a better. Mac Jones this year because he came in stronger he came in better and I always said that in year one like look that noodle arm shit like you can get away with it but ultimately in order to in order to stress a defense you got to be able they have to believe you can make certain throws or they're just not going to defend parts of the field they'll not they're not going to take it seriously on some throws that they just know that he can't make and I just assume naturally he's just going to get man strong. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. Tom Brady's arm got better as time went on. We could really drill it into space, um, you know, into places. I didn't see it at all this year, uh, which was a bummer because, again, it's not like you want him to come back friggin' jacked, but you do expect a right. little bit of muscle, a little bit more mechanics, you know, and working with some people. He should be able to get a few more RPMs on the ball. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know I, I just didn't see that physical uh, development. Maybe he was a little bit more escapable this year. He What's did some question? stuff. He did some stuff with his legs. Did you guys see any? And and can yeah. we expect any? And how important is it? Jimmy, go ahead if you had it. Oh well, I, I would give you first crack at it since this is your. You go, show. Mike. You yeah, watched yeah. them all year. Yeah. Downfield downfield throws. Yes, I think that. As far as, like, you know, throwing farther downfield, you know, 50, 55 yards. Like, when they didn't give him the chance on the Hail Mary, the, the week after he showed that he could throw oh. a 55-yard bomb. The, the distance is there, but RPMs in tight windows, John, I agree. He still kind of throws up some lollipops. Um, it doesn't look like he trusts his arm intermediately as far as, you know, squeezing it into tight windows. On rhythm throws, sure. Um, but so I think it's there, you know, deep down the field. He's hit a couple guys in stride. You saw it with Taekwon last week and things like that, but... I still think, like you said, as far as man strength and it, it, it comes up with mechanics as well. Like mechanically speaking, you can you can add to your arm strength just by actually setting up and not just, you know, chucking the ball like you have a noodle arm. So another season mechanically, you know, getting better in shape, I guess we'll see what happens. I don't think it was that much of a change from year one to year two. But I mean, I, I don't think he's complete noodle arm Mac Jones like, you know, like you guys say or the chat is. I, I think he has something there on his arm. And I, I don't need him to show up with, like, a Josh Allen rocket. Right, that's not who arm. he is. That's it's not, not going to be who he is. Tom Brady was right. never that quarterback no, either. No, he's but just got to confidently be able to make well, more that's throws. That's it, right. and that's right. really what it is. He needs to be more of a, of a system quarterback. He needs to be able to make the, make the short, intermediate throws. Accuracy is my biggest thing with him. I mean, for me, it was the, it was the open guys that he yeah that year. was where he sucked this year he missed yeah, a ton of, what it was. of open throws and that's not arm strength that's like you just no. said like just that's mechanics com comfortability yeah. comfortability you know in the pocket out of the pocket um right. timing you know it's 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 just putting the time in really i mean it's it's it is yeah. off-season stuff but i think hopefully with another year under his belt i mean some guys they're not gonna be as quick to adapting to the nfl yeah. game 
as others are. So I think I kind of agree with Mike where, you know, there, there are a lot of reasons why I would agree with everybody who's done with Mac Jones. I was fed up with him at many points this year, mostly because yeah. of I felt like his um, demeanor was really something that I just didn't appreciate. Um, and certainly the product at times on the field was, you know, below average as well. But if if you're already at the point where you, you can't even fathom the idea of him starting another game in the NFL, then I think you're jumping the gun a little bit. Right. You can't but, move on from him. You can't right. because the, pr- the price oh. is right. That's the thing is like any right. upgrade you get, as Mike said earlier, is a more expensive version of what you currently have. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to bail this early uh, in somebody's development. It, it Max coming back. I, I think a lot of there'll be a lot of questions about it. It makes unless they friggin' hate him. You never know what's really in Bill's mind, but I don't think that's the case. You also need a system to be a system quarterback, and there was zero system in place this season. It was yeah, just when, thrown. When together. I say yeah, when I say system quarterback, right. I just I just right. mean like he's not gonna beat you with his arm, right? But he's gotta right. be able no, to right. he's gotta be able to to execute on the play calls that are that are there if 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 a guy runs the route and he's open you got to hit him at the right time or you got to hit him and that's pretty much what i mean i mean and that's what brady did did his entire career i mean obviously brady no one's going to be brady no one ever can be or will be but point being it wasn't he wasn't beating you with this rocket cannon laser arm right so um he did it with his brain He, he he knew how to beat the game you know and it was just by being smarter being a step ahead you know which is what we talked about earlier in the show like I Max said, we're going to go into quickly. Yeah. Max now going to go into his third system in three seasons, and that's yeah. not a recipe for success ever. Sure, he's no. won the same head coach, but you look at guys. I always go back to Baker Mayfield because he had so many different coaches, he had so many different offense coordinators in Cleveland, in Carolina, now in uh, L.A. It's like that's not how you get any sort of rhythm or consistency to start your career. So now he's going into year three with a third probably offensive change. Like, hopefully, this is the one, but you know that's not that's not a recipe for success. Yeah, not great. And as I said, there's a lot more Pats talk to come. I'll ask you guys quick, quickly here um, just to kind of go over it because it was amazing. Um, that kickoff return touchdown, just your thoughts when you were uh, watching that to start the game. Obviously, there's a vested interest in the Patriots doing well, and this is what we do, and we're all from this area. And naturally, you don't want to see that happen to the Patriots, but that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was poetic. I saw your tweet about the uh, after the Jose Fernandez incident yeah. in Miami and then uh, D. Gordon's yeah. home run. It felt like that. It felt that's, supernatural. That's the first like, thing I thought of because I remember yeah. that moment being crazy. and like That's a good point. It, yeah, that D. Gordon was the con- – I was searching for it the whole time. And I was like, that yeah. was the one. It was like, that, that's not going to happen, right? He didn't just right. do that, did he? You know, and like, oh, yeah. my God, he did, you know? You knew I was expecting the- more like a uh, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a – Inspiring. A perfect drive down the field, an inspiring drive down the field by Josh Allen was like what I was expecting. Like they're going to yeah. go down and score, and it's going to be great. Kickoff yeah. return was that was perfect. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like the energy in the stadium and the emotion and everything. I felt like it was going to take a lot for the Patriots to stop the Bills on that first drive, yeah. and they didn't even have to. But um, I think Romo said it was like Angels in the Outfield, which everyone remembers that movie from like what thirty years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, it kind of just felt like there was something else going on there for the Bills. Um, you know, we won't talk about the fact that the Patriots special teams was a horror show to begin with, but kind of helped him out a little bit, but, um, it was a cool moment. I mean, I think, you know, we all watched last week or geez, when was it? It was Monday. Six Monday. Days yeah. Ago. It feel, feels like a long right? time ago. Yeah. 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 Um, but we, we all watched and we were all just like, kind of, I think everyone was in the same boat, texting their buddies, like looking for updates, hoping and and praying for a positive result. It was like an election night. You're staying up all night because you were so riveted. Yeah, multiple like, What's going to happen, are, you know? Everyone's got multiple chain texts going and bouncing yeah. information that they're getting off everybody. And I I think everyone is extremely pleasantly surprised to see um, the recovery in such a quick yeah. amount of time, too. So, um, yeah, it came at the Patriots' expense today, but I, I think we can all agree that um, really cool story and happy that, you know, Hamlin's doing well. Yeah. That's how it was supposed to happen. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so there you have it. A um, lot to go on. That was a great moment. Patriots held that one off, played the Bills pretty much to a standstill for most of the game, but just kind of gave it away with those kickoff returns and a couple of big plays. Um, and that was it. Um, that's what happened. So uh, you got guest appearances by Jimmy Toscano and John Zanis on Patriots-related 
stuff. That's right. Uh, and that's what Thanks it is. Thanks for coming but, in, guys. Good stuff. But as we, thank you. And as we said, Mike, Mike, Mike and the rest of the football guys will take the football conversation uh, forward throughout the offseason, which we expect is going to be – I mean, this could be – this could go in a zillion different ways. It could be explosive. It could involve a new, could could involve Belichick. Could involve the coaches. Could involve Mac. Could involve mm-hmm. trades. Free big free agent signings definitely on the table. Um, there's a lot of possibilities here about what the team could do. So it is super super interesting. But obviously we're still in football playoff questions. mode. That'll take center stage here until kind of we get through it all. But the questions begin now, so feel free to ask them. We'll be talking about them here on CLNS. Thank you guys for watching us today. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel for all that good Patriots content. Uh, and, of course, if you're interested in any other sports, particularly the Celtics, you can catch me and Jimmy over at the Garden Report. Um, right. One less show. team to watch now, so come on over to the Celtics side. Bruins yeah. are doing well, too. Come on over. We got coverage of all of it, so you guys can come find us um, uh, over there uh, covering the Celtics as well as a host of uh, some of the best basketball uh, voices and minds uh, in the market uh, talking about the Celtics, uh, who are always uh, fun and interesting as well. So that's going to do it for Mike Cadlick, uh, Patriots writer for CLNS Media, Jimmy Toscano. I'm John Stanis. We will see you.